Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and your life. I am a mom and wife who merged my knowledge as a clinical psychologist and professor for over 20 years into building a multi-six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business, serving others and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living unapologetically while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, great day and welcome to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. This is your host, Dr. TK. So I wanted to make some announcements before we got into today's podcast episode. Um, One, if you are new here, I definitely want to say welcome. I'm really excited for you to go on a personal development business mindset journey with me um, throughout these podcast episodes and also be able to grow and or scale your mental health business. And so with that said, um, at the time of this recording, depending on when you listen to this episode, we are getting prepared to host a three-day Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp, and uh, the theme is going to be working from anywhere and everywhere. Now, the bootcamp will take place on Tuesday, January 30th, and it's going to go for three days. And I just wanted to give you a little bit of context. And so um, this time we did not go hard and announce it on social media. When I say we, I'm talking about me and my team Um, because we are in a season in 2024 of not just increasing my presence online because you should as you are a business owner, right? But I want to specifically get in front of therapists who are new to me. Okay, so I've spent the last few years, of course, nurturing the audience that we already have. That's why I always post podcast episodes, including some YouTube workshops Um, and what we've done for our current community, because sometimes due to the algorithm, you may not even see certain things or you may not even read the caption in which I'm announcing the boot camp because it's not directly in your face saying a boot camp is coming. Um, But we've sent out a few emails via our email list for invitation. And what's nice for this boot camp round is that we did make a change. And instead of doing a Facebook group to um, talk to the participants who are in the bootcamp, we decided to do a Telegram group. We found that, and this is just an experiment, we found that some therapists did not have a Facebook group or they may have had a love and hate relationship 
with the Facebook uh, platform. And so we just decided to, you know, go through an app that we actually used to host our coaching calls through and it has done wonders. We are loving the engagement with the bootcamp attendees and it is about a three week uh, community or process. So people are getting in there the week or two before the bootcamp. Then, of course, we do some fun activities the week of the boot camp and takeaways and uh, challenges. And then, of course, we open up enrollment for the academy that follows the boot camp. But we're also in there asking, um, you know, do they have any questions based on everything they learned in the boot camp? So, if you want to learn more about the three day boot camp, make sure that you always visit my link in my bio on Instagram, or the link is also in the show notes, drtk.com forward slash links. If for whatever reason you tap into this podcast episode after this uh, bootcamp series, we will usually update um, the list of virtual events that we will have coming up when registration opens back up again. So at the least, stay connected on the podcast and also stay connected on Instagram. So with that said, let's go ahead and get this uh, audio party started. And so I wanted to take you a little bit behind the scenes and talk to you about what has come up a lot in the last maybe six months or so in various uh, coaching programs that we have um, related to client attraction. Today, I am going to specifically dive deeper if you have a private practice, specifically a solo practice, or you desire to have one. And we're going to have some fun related to the topic of client attraction. So I know, and you should know, you know, if you're an adult, That client attraction was not a big issue for some when 2020 was happening. I don't want to say what it was, but we all know what was happening at the end of 2019 and 2020, meaning clients were dropping on the doorsteps of a lot of therapists. They were provided funding to even see some of these clients for their full pay rate, which meant that some therapists during that time did not properly learn and understood the value of marketing on their own because they were just getting clients. Now in 2024, there is still a large influx of people who need or desire mental health services. However, due to inflation over the last two years, maybe some people who used to be able or desire to pay private pay in um, private practices, or let's just say if you're a therapist and you have a full private pay practice, you may have seen either fluctuations or you may choose to spread out people session. Let's just say if they were coming weekly, as long as it doesn't deter their mental health outcome, you may have said, okay, instead of closing your case, because maybe they can't afford to come weekly, you may choose to give them the option of coming every other week or coming every three weeks. But what does that do to your cash flow? So we've just been taking note on our team from our students about what they have been quote unquote, struggling with in their business. So one example is that some therapists struggle with if they should get on at least one insurance panel and how to do that. So like in DTA last year, we did like a bonus workshop and it's there for anyone who joins or who's already part of DTA. We have that bonus lesson in your portal. And then some people who are um, desiring potentially to have another stream of income in their solo practice and not heavily only rely on private pay, maybe because of even the client that they see, the economical status of, or, you know, level of those clients may not be um, the right fit for keeping a full private pay practice. That's something you want to think about is who is your avatar 
you may want to be thinking about getting on a panel versus getting off one and staying on one. Okay. So we've seen both sides. Um, but today I don't want to talk about insurance panels, right? I want to talk about bringing your attention either back to, or for the first time, focusing on who you want to attract. Now, let me be real. This will not be a typical, who is your ideal client? Let's talk about all the traits. We're not doing that. We are going way deeper over a cliff. And so stick with me. And for this episode, I would say it is one that you may want to take notes on, or you may just want to listen for the first time and then go back and write down what you feel like you want to take action on and actually take action. So who do you want to attract? And what I'm speaking to is beyond how much money you want to make, really get a visual of the client you desire to serve. Okay. So I believe that whether you're focused on the visualization of the client and how much money you want to make in your business, one can directly impact the other. So today we're going to talk about where does your attention go, especially if you're not seeing the clients that you want to see, or all of a sudden you starting to attract a different caliber of clients. And this could also be you're attracting the wrong people online, on social media, in your email marketing, whatever the case may be, wherever you market, if you're not attracting at least 85 to 90% of your ideal clients, we have a problem and you want to pay attention to that. Okay. So when you think about the word attraction, it's like a boomerang. What you put out is what you get back, but there might be a short delay. And on top of that, it may not even come back exactly how you desire it. It may be less than what you desired. It may be more than what you desired. So when you visualize your ideal client, yeah, think about what's included. Write down all the traits. Now, a better way to think about this beyond traits is think about what a typical day, week, and month in their life looks like because that will give you a full picture of how they show up, not just with mental health symptoms, but also other areas of life that they may not share during a consultation call or better yet, your intake. So I'm going to give you an example of when we think about the Dope Therapist Academy in particular, who is our ideal student? And this gets refined, I am not kidding, about two to three times a year because as we meet newer students, we are like, oh my God, like I really want to attract more of that kind of person. Or maybe someone we may want to attract 50% of how they're showing up with how they're asking questions or like their level of energy related to showing up in the Facebook community. Like we can literally build based off certain characteristics and certain traits of our clientele, our students in DTA, we can basically build an avatar, like kind of like an ideal man. We can build an ideal student avatar based off even what we've seen. You can do the same thing in therapy. Think about like four to five people and pull out the traits that you love because one person may not have all of the traits, but your goal is to get closer and closer and closer as you are focusing your attention on those traits versus what people are lacking. Okay. So let's go into who is our ideal student for our academy. And, um, we have a live component in this program. So the reason I want to highlight that is because it does go beyond general, general characteristics of, okay, you have to be a mental health therapist. Either you're about to get licensed in like three months or you're already licensed, you know, and all these other basic, but great traits beyond a title. We want to talk about how they show up because when you think about your mental health business, I hope that you're focusing on how you want those people to show up to get the transformation based on the problem that you solve, you know, in your services. So 
These are some of the traits that we look at. How does this person, this student show up for themselves? Meaning I want them to show up strong for themselves. So to be quite frank, this is a new trait that we're going to start sharing in our bootcamp, but our elaboration is going to go into if you are struggling with mindset um, related to you can't even, you're so paralyzed and believing that you can have a successful business that you won't even start to do any work in the course portal or come to the Facebook community or, you know, show up to the coaching calls, whatever it may be that you need to do first in order for the other ones to pop off. Cause some people need to come to a live call so that they can get into the portal because they realize I'm not going to reteach the portal. Then they will go through the portal and they'll say, gosh, I need this information to be personalized for my business. So let me do the homework activity. And then let me, you know, pull out my question that I have either way, we're going to be redirecting them to one or the other if they need additional support. But we are looking for people who can show up for themselves and also be resourceful. And so if a clinician is so paralyzed about their fears about having their own business, I would urge that therapist to not join our academy and what might be a better fit is depending on their, you know, their background and situation is either therapy because a lot of our personal things that go on impact how we show up in our business. And sometimes we try to separate them like, oh, I'm not going through anything personal. But if you went through something personal that makes you feel like you're less than in terms of your mindset and how much you're worth per hour, you may just be trying to find a coaching program and that is not the first step. The first step is to go to therapy and talk about what part in your childhood or in your life did you also feel less than that you have not cleared up? What happened at that last job? Did you feel so devalued that you don't even realize it's carrying over to your business? So we want people that can show up for themselves. We want students who can be resourceful, meaning instead of, um, you know, uh, submitting a support ticket for every single thing that they can't find. Did you watch the orientation video? Did you go to the search bar and type in time audit? Did you go through the portal in order to get to framework? Or did you show up to the framework call with a support coach and say, I didn't even know what a framework was, but then you say, I don't know, like I need help. Are you going through the self-paced course? We also want to attract people who see the value in being in a group because you can catapult your growth, honestly, by listening to other people troubleshoot in their business. It may not be something that you're going through right now, but you may go through that same season three months from now and you can go back and watch that replay because something that you will be thinking about may trigger, oh wait, I think somebody was talking about that and this was a topic. Let me go find that replay because we title our replays. We want students who see the value in the access of the portal, meaning even if you cannot come to the coaching call or your schedule doesn't permit, or you cannot change your schedule, or you have a nine to five job, or you, you know, do certain things with your kids, you homeschool when we have, you know, our live calls, you absolutely, for whatever reason, cannot rearrange your schedule whatsoever, ever. Then you can log into the portal. You can see that there's a whole system. You can also, if you can't come to coaching calls, you can still go over to the Facebook community and say, hey, my schedule won't permit me to come to live coaching calls. And you may want to say that if this is you, if you're in our program, but then also ask your specific question. But the reason I say give that disclaimer about due to my schedule, I'm unable to come to live calls. We may then, or a support coach or another alumni student may say, hey, come to the next call. So to beat this to the punch, just say you can't come to the calls. Okay, but be very specific with your question in the Facebook community. 
So access the portal, access a community and see the value in the people that you have access to. We also want people in the program that can acknowledge that what they put in like the boomerang is what they're going to get back. So if you put in 10%, your results will show 10% of effort. If you put in 100%, meaning you take the information and you actually implement it and you personalize it in your business and or you get help and support for your business, you will see results. That's what I can guarantee. But if you isolate, if you suffer in silence, I'm not a psychic. I'm a psychologist. None of us in the program can help you because we don't even know what's happening. Similar to therapy clients, when they may say, you know, based off my childhood, you, you know that this is what I'm going through as an adult. Actually, I don't. Or I would get this, you know, a, a, a lot, um, you know, when I was working with my people a lot in one-on-one therapy in certain communities, like, oh, sis, you know what it's like, you know what I'm saying? You one of us. I am one of you in terms of like growing up in Compton, being black, Mabel Siegel parent household, maybe recent divorcee, whatever the traits may be that I choose to share. But at the end of the day, no one's experience is like someone else's experience. So let's talk about you. Another trait that we're looking for is someone who has financial integrity. So what I hope that you're doing is that you're listening to this in two different ways. One way is, does anything that I'm sharing align with the the traits that you want to see in your clientele? If so, this is where I would say, write it down, rewind and write it down. I'm not going live. You can pause this and rewind it. Okay. You should also be looking at it from the perspective of when you invest, how do you show up? as a student or a member in that program, okay? So another one I'm gonna highlight is financial integrity. When people come into our program, I want them to also believe that when they take care of their personal and business finances, both, that they will start attracting the clients who will also do the same to their company, okay? So for example, If you want to attract, um, you know, people who can actually pay private pay and not have any type of uh, coupon code, that's my joke on Instagram or sliding scale. You know, we don't do sliding scales in DTA. We do something else. Are you then trying to join programs and you looking for coupon codes? And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with looking for deals, but if, if you see a program that aligns with where you want to go and it can solve your problem. Why are you preventing yourself from getting the help? Because this may happen with you and a client during a consultation all the way up until the end. You're like, wow, we are the perfect match. Oh my gosh. And they say the same thing. I've had clients say, oh my God, you were a godsend. And then as soon as it's time to talk about the fee schedule, especially private pay, or for some people, even they have a high deductible, so they have a high copay. It's like, well, maybe not right now. And everything you say maybe not right now, and you're supposed to be doing in order to get you to that next level, it's going to cost you something. And you may be thinking, well, it's not going to cost me money because I'm not going to pay for it right now. I'm not going to invest in it right now, but it's still going to cost you something. It actually may still cost you money because maybe that thing will help you earn more money or get out of the hole of money that you owe. Maybe you got bills to take care of. Maybe you need to earn more money. So sometimes we may need to invest in things to get us to that next level. Okay. Now, the biggest thing I want to highlight is that I am a operation systems coach. 
every single one of my programs, even though I may talk about mindset still, I talk about manifestation. I talk about laws of attraction to a degree. That is not my expertise, but I just share my personal experiences as a business owner and other roles in my life of how it's worked for me. I am a systems person to the core. So when we talk about our academy, for example, we want to attract students who can follow the systems that we have in place so that they can have the best customer service experience when they need help. So for example, in DTA, we teach heavily in the portal and on the calls. And of course, based off your questions, we teach heavily on the clinicians building out their own personalized operating system, also known as automation. Meaning I want you to get to the point in your business at some level where about 60 to 75% of your back office is automated, even if that means you still have to press a button, but everything else is there. You don't have to do something different every time a new client comes to you or create it, and then you have to wait to send this client the new intake paperwork. A lot of that stuff should already be created, okay? So how we look at it from the back end side, if there is a customer service issue in our program, we require, not suggest, and I want, if you're a DTA student, please hear this. If you're a future DTA student, please note this. As of January, 2024, when we reflected back on the last two years, we've provided the instruction of completing a support ticket. What we have found is that students forget that the support ticket is in the portal and in the Facebook group. And instead what they would do is they would DM me or my team, which it's a no response there. Then they would take it to the Facebook group saying that they DM'd us. There's, there, there's a response, but it's just to redirect you to the support ticket. But when we look in the portal, because if we see your name pop up multiple times, we'll look in the portal and just look at your progress. And sometimes as a teacher, the progress of the student tells us a lot about what's going on in your business or better yet, not going on in your business. Because if you're asking for help and you're not logging into the system that can even start to give you the help when you're resourceful, that tells us a lot about your character. I really want you to think about that. Okay, so for our support ticket, the way that we set it up over time, it's gotten better and better, is that we have an automation that takes place. The automation is as such. When you submit a support ticket, based on what you select on that support ticket, it goes potentially to a different person on the team. So our biggest things are usually broken up into two areas. Either it's a tech thing or like a coaching call thing or something else, right? or or Kajabi, like course portal, or it's a billing thing. If we divide up those two, it's either going to go to one out of three people on our support team, or it's going to go to our billing department, which is also two to three people. Okay. So what does that mean for our students? If they don't complete a support ticket, they can potentially be causing a delay for us to get back to them. But if they're not resourceful to find the appropriate way that we've instructed and required our students to get the help in a timely manner, they may assume that we're not having good customer service and then they may DM or take it to the Facebook group, okay? So it's about to get juicy. Y'all put on y'all seatbelts because I'm about to give y'all a case study, okay? So let me just give some context a little bit and then we're gonna go into the case study and I want you to think about what would your answer be, okay? So on a support ticket, we encourage our students to be as specific as possible. This means that they should explain to us what they have done to rectify the problem on their own and potentially where they are stuck because that shows that that shows us that they've made some type of attempt depending on what the problem is to solve it on their own and it's just not working. We don't want them to stress out about it, but we do want them to be resourceful. 
This also means that we are attracting clients that are clearly resourceful, right? So once our team then responds back to the student, we may have follow-up questions based on what you have or have not given us on the support ticket. We may send you over a Loom video to explain something. We may want you to follow back up with us to resolve your problem. But if you don't follow back up with us, well, now what happens? So let's open up a case study. Let's go deeper. In a therapy private practice, therapists desire for clients to pay for their session either before or right after the session occurs, right? I want you to think about yourself. Therapists expect if they're on insurance panels for the insurance panel to reimburse them based off of the fee schedule payout, right? If they said they were going to send you a direct deposit in 45 days from the day that maybe the claim was accepted versus submitted, those are two different things, you're looking for that payment. Therapists desire for their clients to come to their session on time and fully participate, right? Therapists desire for their clients to do their homework if it is assigned. Therapists desire for their clients to let them know if there are any issues during their treatment process so that the therapist can help them resolve it while they're still in treatment. This prevents a client from making an assumption that is not accurate versus asking for help. If the therapist has an office, they desire for their clients to potentially look up the address if they've never been there before, before the session starts so that they can see if they run into any potential issues, traffic, that they can handle those that situation accordingly. So, oh, let's go deeper in this case study because I know if you're a mental health provider, you like case studies. And I say that because sometimes we get things faster, we understand things on a deeper level when we can remove ourselves from the situation, right? So this is the case study. I want you to imagine that you have an existing client at your office at 9 a.m. to 9.50. You have a new client coming to your office at 10 a.m. So let me just insert this. If you have telehealth, the way I want you to think about this, even though you will have to break it down a different way, is that you'll still have a client at 9, but let's just say with the additional instructions I'm gonna give you in this case study, the person can't find the link to the call. That's gonna be equivalent to how to find the building, if you get me, okay? So again, you have an existing client from 9 to 9.50. You have a new client in after you've already done the consultation at 10 a.m. You've provided the new client with um, instructions of what they need to do to show up for their first call. Maybe they need to bring something in. And you've also given them the address and maybe even some tips around location, where to park, and, you know, just simple instructions of how to get to your office, like the floor that you're on, the elevator to get on, all those things, right? Your system that you set up also sends them a reminder of how to get to their session, meaning the address, the floor, what time to be there, et cetera, how long their session is, at least 24 to 48 hours before their appointment. So it's the day of the appointment. While you're doing your therapy at nine o'clock with your existing client, your new client, um, they, they get the reminders, they write down the address, they probably do a Google map of some sort, Apple map, whatever they're going to do, but they get lost. So they try to call you. They don't know that you're in a session because you don't have to tell them you're in a session, right? Now, what you don't know, because all this is going on while you're doing epic therapy, is that they decided to look up your location 
while jumping in their car. Like they did not look it up prior. They got the instructions prior. They did not look it up to see how far it's going to take, how long it's going to take to get there, all those things. They then become very frustrated in the car because you're not answering your phone. Now, remember, you're in a therapy session. So at 950, when you're done, you look at your phone before you go to the restroom or whatever, and you realize you got a lot of missed calls from your new client. So you call them back because they're not there in your lobby. And when you call them back, you can hear the frustration in their voice. Um, they're sitting in a random location in some neighborhood, probably 15 to 20 minutes away from your office because they don't even know how to get to your office. Maybe they lost service. I don't know. But bottom line is they're in a frantic mood. Now to take it up a notch because of maybe how far they are from your office and their frustration, because you're trying to get them out of that funk to get to see what actually happened. Um, now they're potentially going to be late to the session. Potentially beyond, if you have one, the 15 minute grace period that you give them before it counts as a no show. Because these are the things that we set up in DTA. Now, you also know that in order for you to do an effective intake like you desire, you need the full 50 minutes, right? Also, maybe the way that you build their insurance, you have to use the whole 50 minutes or it probably won't count. So, if we're looking at, this is the question I want you to think about. If we're looking at where does the responsibility lie? With whom? What do you think? If this were a class right now, we were in a group online or in person, where should we place the responsibility of the session maybe not happening the way that it should or on time? So let's first look at the business owner. For the therapist, they didn't do anything wrong. But as an abundant CEO, I would say, you always want to look within to see if there's anything that could be improved in your systems. This is what I would do. So I would say, you know what? This would actually shed light on providing maybe more detailed, specific instructions when I do the consultation. Maybe I highlight this and not expect that they just going to read it in the email. Maybe I repeat it three times to encourage people who are coming to the office to specifically, I'm going to say, look up the location based on where you're driving in from, what day of the week, because it can change with traffic and things like that. Maybe construction on the freeway. If you see a lot of that, they want to look up the instructions at least one day before they can anticipate coming to the office so that they can anticipate things coming up like traffic. Parking, if you know that when they come to your office, a lot of the parking is done in the front, it's packed, they need to go to the back, they need to park in the parking uh, structure, let them know that, okay? So for the client, this, I hope, will become a lesson, and you can work with them with this on therapy in therapy, right? But hopefully this can be a lesson for them not to procrastinate and wait until the last minute to find instructions, and then also not ask questions during a consultation call. These are all life lessons, y'all. So it also, of course, does not help when the client projects blame onto the therapist because they didn't answer their phone one hour before the appointment leading up to the time that they're supposed to be there, okay? Now, how can I relate this if you're a DTA student or a future one? Because I believe that we can all learn from a therapy practice situation. A lot of my coaching systems were built off of what has happened in my therapy practice because we're still human, right? All clients are human. So the way that I relate this to specifically the DTA program, but also honestly, all of our coaching programs that have live coaching calls or live community calls that are on Zoom is that we've paid attention to the customer support needs 
for every cohort and it's been over 20 for the last four and a half years. Over time, just like my solo private practice, my group private practice, we have created and fine-tuned over time our systems. So for example, we create orientation videos in the portal. I talk about a welcome introduction on the first call. We send out coaching call reminder emails. So for example, if the coaching call is on Monday, we've learned that if we give it too early to you, like the previous Monday, you're going to forget, say, oh, I'll register later. We also realize that providers may not check their email on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Unless it's a um, new cohort coming in, we, we will send a reminder that Sunday night because they may not have even gotten into the system yet. They may have joined like at right before midnight on Friday and they haven't checked their email and we actually have a call that Monday. But outside of that, for existing students, we usually send the reminders on Thursday right before they go into their weekend, right? Um, we also, like I said, talk about it in our community, but I also may talk about it on the podcast if they listen. So what we do is we highly suggest for our DTA students to make sure that they register for all coaching calls that they can see. We usually put them out every quarter as soon as they get access to that link. And the reason we do that for that program, unlike maybe our membership programs, is because they're locked in for pretty much the program's existence. It's not a membership where they can opt out and say, oh, no, I don't want to pay for my payment plan. It's not a subscription even though the email reminder may say it's a subscription, they opted and signed a coaching agreement for a payment plan or they did a pay in full option. So we take on the mindset that, hey, you and our family now, so here's the coaching call link. Instead of just registering for the coaching call that you see for next week, even if you don't know if you're gonna be able to come to all of them, just register for all of them because it may be out of sight, out of mind. You know how you show up when you read emails. Am I going to put it off to later or am I going to do it now? Okay. So if you experience any issues, whether you're listening as a DTA student or what we think about in the back office, we, like I said earlier, require our students to complete a support ticket. And here's why. When you think about your clientele, if there's been customer service issues, even if you're the customer service rep as a private practice provider. I'm looking for, even on the support ticket, what have you tried? What we don't want is for our students to DM our team because that prolongs us getting back to you because we actually won't respond or we'll redirect you to a support ticket. Are you asking your question via an email broadcast? So this is the reason why we created these systems. Our students have DM'd us even after we told them not to. They will... Um, respond to a bootcamp invitation email if for whatever reason we got another email address on them. They may respond to a, another just uh, like email from DTA. And what that does is it doesn't put your question as a priority because it goes to our general inbox. I don't know how much I can stress that everybody. If you're in one of our programs, please follow the systems that we have put in place, Okay. So for example, if we have a student that has issues with accessing um, Kajabi, um, they have issues with the onboarding process if they're new. They have issues with getting into Facebook. They have issues with getting on the coaching call, getting the reminder. Just, you know, it's a lot of things that could happen, right? Technology happens, okay? We will respond to the support ticket through the email address you provided. We may send you instructions. We may ask for follow-up questions, or we may actually send you a video. My question to you as a student that we're attracting, did you become resourceful and respond to our question? Did you become resourceful and did you watch the video? 
all customer service questions are actually answered one to two business days. So let's just say if we have a coaching call on, we don't have them every Monday, but we have them at least two to three Mondays out of the month. So if we have a coaching call, let's just say next Monday, and we send out the reminders on Thursday, and you know a coaching call just happened this Wednesday, and for whatever reason you had a tech glitch last Monday, would you wait like this client until 9 a.m. to notice, oh, wait, it's Monday. I should probably be on a coaching call. Is there a coaching call? First step, did you download the coaching call calendar? Because we map it out for the whole quarter. That's step one. Step two, did you register for all the coaching calls as we encourage? Well, maybe not. I don't know. So if you did not, then what we have seen happen is that our students then will go over to Facebook. But let me just explain this. And I hope that you are starting to understand why I start talking about systems, at least on my podcast, because I am teaching you how to build them for your clients. So if you cannot adhere to even a program that you invested in, this can be in anybody's program, not just ours. If they ask you, hey, this is the best way and the fastest way to get a response and help you. If you're delaying your response to their questions through that way, or you don't go fill out a support ticket and then turn around and say, we're not helping, it becomes very difficult for us to help you. And I want to attract people who are teachable and who are coachable. So we may have this happen a few times a year. This isn't the first time that I've done this podcast. And let me just put this out there because it happens. If you feel in any way convicted based on this podcast, like, oh shit, is she talking about me? I don't know. All I know is that I get a quarterly report. And because it's January, we did a monthly check-in for our programs This is across all programs. I'm just talking about DTA because that's the program that we enroll the most students in. But we have this come up throughout the year. So it's not just a person. It is not a lot of people, but I can count on probably two hands how many people have had technical issues. But when we look at how we've resolved people's problems, it it is because they have followed the instructions that we have given. And I'm asking you to think about When a client doesn't follow your instructions, where does that leave you? Be honest. Do you feel frustrated if you have to repeat to the client five times the same instruction? We don't even like to repeat instructions to our kids. You know what I'm saying? I have to remember that my kid is five. Like he different than a 13 year old. 13 year old, I have a little bit more expectations, but he's still a teenager, right? So the expectations that you have to others that you want to attract, you must make sure that you're showing up the same way. Bottom line. If you're a student in our program and you want a efficient response, complete a support ticket. Let us know what program you're in. Let us know what problem you're facing. Let us know what you've tried and get back to us as soon as possible when we send you an email. So also you could be the one submitting a support ticket. And then when we respond and we track to see if you opened up our emails, by the way, I don't know if you knew that, but we will send you an email and we know that you opened it, that you clicked And you still don't respond. But if you then turn over and go to Facebook, we like, yo, respond to our emails. So I'm just letting y'all know out loud if you listen to the podcast, because I'm going to send this to all of our students and tell them to listen to it for client attraction purposes. Where you are is what you attract. Okay. So as you think of yourself as a current or future business owner, make sure that you take full responsibility to show up as the client you desire to attract. I promise you, this will be a game changer in your business. You may not even believe all the way in laws of attraction, but it's been all around you your entire life. What you focus on, you become. Do a reflection. This can be in partnerships. 
This can be in financial integrity. I've seen it in financial integrity when I was younger, even in my 30s. I've seen it where it doesn't mean I default on payment, but maybe I delay calling someone back to like update my card. The money is there, but I just simply need to give them the new bank card. But if I choose to delay emailing them or going into the system to update my card, I can't turn around and be mad when I get suspended from the service. That's my fault. Their system has it set up where either I can do it on my own or I may have to call in. Look at yourself as the responsible party. It's not only one way. Like I said, in that case study, I would first look at myself as a business owner. So again, what you focus on, you will become. So if you are in our programs, please comment on the bottom of the thread when this audio uh, podcast goes up and let me know what was your biggest takeaway. If you'd rather go over to Instagram, maybe you're not in one of our programs because this can be for our membership program for Digital Side, you know, Hustle Club. This can be for our scale program, wherever it is. If you just want to hop over my DM, let me know what aha moment this brought up for you as it relates to you attract how you are showing up specifically when no one is watching. All right. So I will see you in the next podcast. And who knows, we're going to probably continue providing case studies and talking about how to attract ideal clients into your business and how to manifest abundance. All right. I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Fire me up. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now I know what you're thinking. That flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head down to the show notes for additional abundant resources. And if you're looking for a new tribe of abundant therapists, just like yourself to connect with, connect with me on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych. Until the next episode, live abundantly.